Thank you for listening to this Podcast One production. Available on Apple Podcasts and Podcast One. Hi there, it's Laura Wasser. And if anyone knows how much divorce sucks, it's me. I've been practicing family law for over 20 years, and I've worked on thousands of divorces. Creating peace in families is how I lost my voice. From the top of the food chain all the way down to my very first case, which was my own divorce when I was 25. I wrote the book on divorce, or I wrote a book on divorce. It's called It Doesn't Have to Be That Way, How to Divorce Without Destroying Your Family or Bankrupting Yourself. That book became a bestseller because it presented another option for ending a marriage, one that doesn't necessarily include lawyers and one that leaves more money in both parties' bank accounts and less animosity in their hearts. We created It's Over Easy, the one-stop breakup divorce resource online with the same principles in mind. So welcome to the Divorce Sucks podcast, where we talk about breaking up, getting divorced, and moving on. Today's show is about wellness, wellness of the mind, body, and bank account. The last thing some people think about when they're going through a breakup is themselves. And then sometimes we're all we can think about. I think the key to navigating a breakup is balance. And you need to know that it's not the end of the world. Swallowing the fact that some days suck and some days don't is one of the keys to navigating a breakup. Your actions and the intentions behind them determine the effects which you manifest in your daily life. Changing your intention is the first step toward creating a new effect. I invited six of my go-tos to come speak about intention to thrive by taking care of yourself at Bumble Hive in Los Angeles. The Hive is the pop-up co-working and networking space hosted by Bumble and Bumble Biz on Melrose Place. It's a glamorously repurposed space decorated like a beehive, the color of honey, with inspirational memes on the walls, honeycomb-shaped windows, and gold-framed hexagon mirrors, plus a beautiful bar serving tasty cocktails, which open right at the end of our event. If you're already on Bumble, you probably know you can meet your next booty call, or even your spouse, but their networking app, Bumble Biz, is all about business connections and the people who joined our panel that day at the Bumble Hive, who in addition to being total badass hotties, are also entrepreneurs, represent the worlds of mediation, mindfulness, finance, beauty, design, and fitness. They also represent humans who have been through shitty breakups. You can find them on It's Over Easy's provider directory at itsovereasy.com. We know divorce sucks, but it doesn't have to be that way. My name is Andy Olson, and I am the Director of Content Strategy for Bumble. Um, As you guys might know, you are in our LA Hive pop-up. Bumble started as a dating app in 2014, and after about a year, we realized that we needed to expand our offering, and we started Bumble BFF. And just last fall, we launched Bumble Biz, which is a career networking version of our app. And, you know, we have really gone from working and empowering relationships and creating these connections. And one of the things that we thought just was missing in this equation is a physical pop-up. Today, the panel is Laura Wasser, who just started her new company called It's Over Easy. And I will let her go into all of that and everything that it does. Um, But one of the reasons we are so excited for this panel is... While Bumble is so great at creating relationships and connections for dating, friendship, and career, one of the most important things that we always bring back is if you don't have a good relationship with yourself, none of the other relationships in your life matter. And so when you're going through a tough time, whether it be a breakup 
or you just got out of a toxic friendship, or maybe you got fired from your job, wellness and your personal wellness is incredibly important during that entire process. So I personally am very excited to hear what we have in store today. And with that, I'm going to hand it over to Laura. Thank you. Thank you so much. Hi. Thank you all for coming out today. Isn't this place amazing? My only question is, how did Bumble start a dating app before we were able to get everybody divorced so that they could get out there dating again? Um, When we decided to do this panel, a lot of people said to me, well, do I have to get divorced? I haven't even gotten married yet. Or do I have to get divorced? I'm happily married. Um, What I wanted to make clear to all of you and let people know is... What we're about at It's Over Easy, in addition to being an online divorce platform, which I thought would be great for people who want to do it themselves, is also an amazing source of content for people that want to write about or read about breakups and start, starting again and relationships. And then also, and this is what really applies to today, an amazing um, provider directory. We curate in each state that we're in fantastic people. And maybe it's because I've been alive for so long, um, or maybe it's just because I've lived a lot of places and met a lot of people. I have a fantastic group of peeps. And what I wanted to make sure everybody knew is that these peeps are available. And so our first panel, which is today, has to do with mind and body wellness. And and we curate, like I said, every state. And there's many more than just these people, but this is a good representation of people who can assist you and support you when you are going through what might be a difficult time and get you to the next chapter, which is going to be a wonderful time. So my, we, we're, we're smushed for space, so we're going to do the panel in two sections. My first set of people uh, is Elizabeth Winkler, who is a co-parenting expert and LMFT mindfulness coach. She is fantastic in terms of mental health care. Elizabeth, come on out. Mara Green, who is a financial expert with whom I've worked for many, many years, can help you with budgeting, financing, all that kind of great stuff. Come out, Mara. And Tara Scott, who does mediation, alternative dispute resolution. She is somebody that I send people to all the time. Come on out, Tara. And these three women are absolutely fantastic in what they do. They are compassionate. They are wise. They are wonderful. And please give them a big hand and welcome. I'm going to start with Tara because she's closest to me, and I'm going to ask her a question. All right, I'm ready. Okay, Tara, what is the difference between mediation and meditation? There is a difference. Um, It is a pretty big difference, um, but not really. Um, You know, meditation, the OM, we're going to try and get to a kind of more focused, clear state. Mediation is um, really in a divorce context, people who are getting a divorce sitting in a room with a neutral person, a mediator, which is somebody like me. Um, And that mediator helps them focus on the issues, gives them information, knowledge, so they know what they need to know to make their own informed decisions. So it does kind of relate to meditation in that it does give you that sense of clarity um, and focus. I will tell you that I've worked with Tara many times. I've sent her clients that have called me and said, you know, my spouse and I really want to do this in a more amicable way and not spend a ton of money on two attorneys. Do you have anyone that can help us? I send them to her. I never hear from them again until the end when they go, oh, my God, she was so amazing. She was so wonderful. She was so smart. She really helped us through it. And she's really hot. And I was like, okay, well, she's married. (laughs) 
Okay, my second question for you is, why is mediation or self-representation, um, which you can do on itsovereasy.com, plug, plug, a thing now? I mean, do you think this is a better way? I'm guessing you do because you do it. But tell us a little bit why that is. Um, it 100% is a better way. And I think I was smart um, to leave my law firm of 14 years um, to just start mediating. I think Laura is brilliant for many reasons, but the most brilliant reason is she has the foresight to see that people don't want Laura Wasser, don't always need that crazy litigation all the time and that expense. Um, Some people do, but most people don't. And that's really the last resort. Um, going to something like it's over easy, like we have some stuff, we just don't know what to do. There's a heck of a lot of court forms that you need to fill out and people just miss things. They don't know what, they've never been divorced before. Even if they have, there's just a lot to think about. And it's over easy is a guide to do that. And the next step up is going to somebody like me who's a mediator where I'm I'm giving you guys the information. Um, I'm not making any decisions for you, but that's everything you need to know to get a divorce. And it's a lot cheaper Um, and it's a lot friendlier because you're not handing it over to lawyers or judges to make decisions for you. You are making your own decisions and giving yourself back the power in what is probably and hopefully the worst moment and the worst thing you will ever go through in your life, Um, and you're in control of it now. I think Elizabeth will touch on it as well, particularly if you have kids. You're going to be dealing with this person for the rest of your life. So if you've got two lawyers who are in a pissing contest, they don't really take that into consideration. But if you're the master of your own destiny and you're doing it yourself, then you can get to the next stage in your relationship where you are planning vacations, planning birthday parties, planning bar mitzvahs, which I'm doing right now, um, planning weddings together and in a better way and not having to remember all that shit that you guys talked about each other when you were going through your divorce. Our next person is, I'm going to go to Mara Green. Mara Green and I have worked together for many, many years. She is a forensic accountant. And so when I have the really, really complicated cases and I need to figure out support and marital lifestyle and all that stuff, I call Mara. When I reached out to her about It's Over Easy and in particular this panel, she said, oh, yeah, I totally would be interested in doing that. And because she is the kind of a person that not only can think with the very, very meticulous forensic accountant brain, but also can think big picture, she's a perfect person to be speaking with us today. Mara, can you give us some suggestions for financial wellness during a divorce or a breakup? Yeah. um, You know, unfortunately, if you're dealing with someone like me, you're already in a very expensive situation. Um, And one of the things that we see a lot of people have is, you know, that they, um, one of the things that we suggest the most is to be flexible. You know, we see people spend a lot of money fighting their spouse over little things, cars, club memberships, couches, um, and it becomes really expensive and really difficult. And so the most flexible that you can be in that situation, you know, allows you to make things go more smoothly. Um, and also to be prepared for the fact that your, you know, your financial situation is going to change. We say a lot, you know, there is an economic consequence to divorce. You're not going to be able to continue to maintain the same lifestyle you had while you were together. You might not be able to afford to stay in the house that you were living in. You might not be able to afford the mortgage, the insurance, the, you know, property taxes, by yourself, but there might be a better house for you that's smaller and more affordable. And, um, you know, and so just being prepared for the fact that those things are going to change makes the process go a lot smoother, both from what you're actually going to end up paying and also just to how your well-being is. 
I hate change, and I really do feel for clients when they say, like, I raised my kids in this house, I decorated this house, this is my house, I don't want to lose this house. And I say, I totally get it, we'll see what we can do to smush ourselves into a box and make it work, but I will tell you this, on several occasions when we have done that and try to figure out how to get that person to be able to keep his or her house, six months later they call me and go... I moved out of that house. I just couldn't take the memories. I wanted a new life. I was living in a, you know, a colonial, and I wanted something that was really fantastic, modern, mid-century. We try to make sure that people understand that as they're going through it, because really, like I said before, it's a new beginning, and sometimes people really do want to change it up. Mara, can you give us... This is, people ask me this all the time, and I say to myself, well, I'm kind of a hot mess. I've got two kids with two different dads. I'm not married, but... And I know you're not married either. You're not as much of a hot mess as I am, Mara. But can you give us any advice, financially speaking, for people who are not going through a divorce? Yeah, I think something that's really important for people who are in a relationship for their financial wellness is for both of you to be involved in your couple's financial situation. You know, we have people who come in and they say, I don't know anything about, you know, our finances. She handled it all or he handled it all. Um, And that creates a lot of difficulty for a couple while they're together and if they're breaking up. And so it's really important, I think, for both people to know about what you earn and what you spend and what you own and what you owe, especially what you owe, Um, and, uh, and for both of you to be involved. And, you know, you don't have to be equal earners to be equally informed about what's going on. It can still be a collaborative process, regardless of whether or not someone is the primary breadwinner. I am fascinated by people that come to me and go, I have no idea. And I I don't shame them. I'm just I say you'll never be in this situation again. You will never not know what you earn or what comes in and what you're spending. You will never be like this again. For those young people that are starting out in relationships or haven't quite gotten into one yet. Figure it out, folks. Keep an eye on what's going on. It's not fun. If I could hand it all over to somebody else, I would. But just kind of check in once in a while because it's very interesting to be able to gauge what you are spending on a monthly basis, especially in L.A. when we spend so much on valet parking. People always forget about valet parking. That shit's expensive. (laughs) Elizabeth. And thank you, Mara. Elizabeth. So Elizabeth is one of the most important components in what I do, and I think that her or someone like her will be a very important component in what folks on It's Over Easy do because she helps us with mental wellness and with co-parenting. And co-parenting is not only working with your children, but working with your ex on how to deal with not only the transition from everybody living under one roof to somebody living in another, another place, but disciplinary things, academic things, all of these things come up and you need to figure out a better way of communicating with your ex probably than you did when you were together if you are apart. So my question, my first question, Elizabeth, for you is tell us the most common co-parenting scenario that you recommended that you see working for people. Okay. So the way I look at co-parenting, it's like a bridge. So you have two homes, two parents, and that bridge will dictate everything. So the bridge can be a very beautiful, abundant bridge that these children run back and forth on gleefully and they're happy and that's how they feel. However, how your bridge is built will dictate how your child feels. It could also be like Indiana Jones' Bridge Over Troubled Waters where we're kind of fearfully taking a step. What I see the most, I don't see one scenario. It's not a one-size-fits-all, but what I do see across the board always is fear. And so I feel like my job is really helping people. We're all here talking about empowerment, and I think that's what It's Over Easy is about, self-empowerment, being yourself, 
getting in touch with that. And so when we're overwhelmed with fear, we don't really make the best decisions. So being able to really mindfully get in touch with those emotions um, and let those settle and find ways to be able to build that bridge with each other. And so co-parenting is really about being in your own self, evolving on your own, and then being able to create that bridge together. Expand for us on mindfulness. I, I mean, this is, I've met a lot of mental health providers and I've heard, I've heard Elizabeth's the ohm, I've heard about the bridge, but when you explained mindfulness to me, I really, that's when it clicked. Tell everybody here a little bit about that because that will, that will work for everybody in any situation. Yeah, well, we can all be mindful right now. I mean, feel your body sitting right now in the chair. Get in touch with your breath. Feel the energy in your hands. That's being present. Presence is power is what I say. So when we are using mindfulness, I call mindfulness the bullet train to freedom. What I found was therapy, I've been doing talk therapy a long time, but when I started to integrate the mindfulness into it, it was just, I mean, what would take people six months would happen in 15 minutes. So it's all about getting out of this fearful, we're talking about fear, everyone knows all about that. So when we can get out of the fearful, chattering mind and drop into the body, and feel the sensations that we call emotion, we can let them settle and let that heart pain release. And then once that's done, it's easier to walk on that bridge. It's easier to, you know, pause. You pause first. You let your, I call it your snow globe. (laughs) You know, like if you shake up a snow globe, that's how you feel when you're in fear, when you're emotional. Well, how do we get a snow globe to, to settle? By just pausing, stopping. So you let that pause, that happen. And then you're more capable to do anything and to evolve your family. And the one thing I, that I know you and I are so aligned with is, or that we all are here, is it's about the whole family evolving. It's, if, if, if it's all about me, no one wins. And if it's about the whole family evolving, whatever that may be, then everyone wins. I like it. Okay. We have Sarah Ziskin right here who actually did like a full redecoration on my house after each of my breakups. <laughs> she gave me such a beautiful master bathroom and she's wonderful. We have, are you paying attention? Yes. We have Heather who owns Heather Tan up on Sunset Boulevard. Easy enough for me to walk to. She sprays me probably once every couple of months and she will tell you why I decided when I first met her that she's going to take over the world one spray tan at a time. And we have the wonderful Romy Rivera, who owns Ballet Bodies. She is a Pilates and fitness instructor, and I also see her as many times a week as I can, three if I ever can fit it in, which is rare, but she and there are a few other people here who go to her as well. Talk about mind and body wellness. She is so wonderful. So give these guys a big hand while I walk in front of them to the other side. And I'm going to start with Sarah. Sarah, when your budget changes after a breakup, let us know some ways to decorate your new space that won't break the bank. I think the best thing to keep in mind is to not hire someone like me. That's the first (laughs) key to not spending a lot of money. The second key is to really, really embrace the DIY lifestyle. I'm sure you guys all watch HTV, HGTV once in a while, and it really is true. If you want to make over your place on a budget, the key is to do it yourself. Paint can go a long way. Watch a how-to video on how to reupholster an old chair or something like that. 
not only can you save money, but it can be a really meditative, calming process. Like it's so nice to just throw on some music and paint your new place over the weekend or to invite some friends over and have a couple of drinks and learn how to make pillowcases. I don't know. Who doesn't love crafts? And Sarah now with her husband, Josh, they live up in San Francisco. They just recently got married. And I, in, a, in addition to coming down here and doing this panel, she has a very important Los Angeles project happening right now. And that is the redecoration of the two baby bedrooms of my 12-year-old and my 8-year-old. Talk about doing it on a budget. I was like, Sarah, please don't spend a lot of money on these. Tell us, because a lot of us, if we are having a breakup and we are having to move rooms and have kids that go back and forth. How can we do things that will help us and our kids in terms of redecorating? Well, I know we were just talking about fear being a big issue. And I think that during a breakup or a divorce or with anyone in general, sometimes moving, sometimes these big changes emotionally create a lot of fear. And I think it's hard for children in general to deal with that because they don't they're not making any of the t- decisions. They're kind of stuck in the middle of this situation. So I think when you're creating a child's room, we don't give them all the freedom in the world to pick the most expensive bed or the most expensive dresser. Pick don't those- even show it to them, Sarah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> don't even show them. Pick pick the utilitarian things they're going to need for their rooms, you know, bed, dresser, desk, things that they really need. And I think the way to make them feel special give them a kind of cozy, safe space is to let them decorate the room on their own. Give them a budget, maybe give them a couple hundred dollar budget and let them go on eBay and get all the posters they want, or maybe create a dream board for them, cutting out things from magazines and taking over a wall in their room and pinning it up, whatever they like. Uh, Just little kind of accessorizing, I think goes a long way. Kids Kids don't really need a lot of, a lot of big things. What they want is to just be able to make art, put things on their walls and make it feel like themselves. So that would be my advice. Thank you. And getting away for the kids for one second. When I was first talking to Sarah in my own situation, but then also talking about getting ready for today, we discussed the fact that when after a breakup, whether it's with a husband or a wife or just a boyfriend or girlfriend, or even sometimes after a breakup with a roommate, um, you actually have an opportunity to really do it the way you want it, and you don't have to ask anybody else. Elaborate on that a teeny bit, just in terms of people. I know when I came to you, I said, oh, God, so-and-so would never have agreed to pick this color for a, you know, a dresser. Definitely. Navigating the whims and weird design decisions of your partner is really annoying. And so one of the beautiful parts about breaking up is that you don't have to ask their opinion. It doesn't matter. And it's just great. So I think being on your own is, uh, is the key to just making your design work for you. I mean, compromising with a partner is challenging and I deal with it a lot on my projects. It's hard to navigate that. So I think it's a beautiful thing when you get to just paint your apartment pink. I used to have a pink apartment and now I can't have it anymore. Thanks, Josh. Josh. So, <laughs> Thanks, Sarah. Yeah. So, Ms. Heather, Hi. speaking of paint jobs, tell us a little bit about how outer beauty can affect inner beauty. Well, how we feel on the outside directly affects how we feel on the inside. And for anyone who's been going through a hard time or breakup or lots of paperwork inside, you, when you look at yourself in the mirror, you might feel tired and overwhelmed and overworked and underslept and underloved. And when you take care of yourself, it reminds you that you 
are first. And sometimes having a little push start or a little kick or something quick and easy can remind you that um, it's over easy. (laughs) I'm just kidding. But um, yeah, that you can take care of yourself one step at a time. And outer beauty directly affects your inner beauty, the way that you feel about yourself. Tell us how some of the ways, I know she told me this the first time I came in and I was like, really? I have self-esteem. But tell us how having a tan can really affect you. I know you lose five pounds immediately once she sprays you and she even can give you like abs. It's kind of amazing. But tell us how having a bit of a tan can affect one's self-esteem. Well, first of all, a tan is universal. It fits everyone, every shape, every size, every color, every gender. So to start with that, that we it, it, it accommodates everyone. And the way that a tan, <laughs> um, the way that it helps with your self-esteem is when I think of being tan, I think of being outdoors and connected to people and being social and being engaged again. And that's something that goes missing oftentimes when we're not taking care of ourselves. So first of all, the self-esteem that comes with, you know, when you think of yourself as being tan is just the positive feelings and it, um, reinforces positivity and vibrancy and brightness and aliveness. It's also really fun to be tan. Um, it makes you feel sexier and I know intimacy or getting intimate again can be something that people struggle with when they're coming out of a relationship. So we all have our small insecurities and things that we want to camouflage. And so it can really help with that. Thank you. I will tell you guys, I'm really, really close with my dad. And I remember after a breakup, I was feeling really blue. We work at a divorce firm too, so that doesn't help. But anyway, (laughs) just really bummed and just depressed. And he said, what is going on with you? You just look so miserable all the time. And I said, I'm just... I'm not feeling it. I'm not happy. He said, this is what I want you to do. And I want you to do it for 10 days. Every day you get up and you go look at yourself in the mirror and you smile. Even if it's a fake smile, you fake it till you make it. You smile at yourself in the mirror. And maybe on the fifth day and maybe not till the 10th day and maybe you're going to need to do it for 13 days. You will actually, that smile will be real. You have to just convince yourself, do some muscle memory on your face, have that smile, convince yourself. Um, I got a spray tan on the second day and I was smiling a lot better (laughs) when I looked at myself in the mirror. And another thing that can really help you with that mind and body wellness is an amazing workout, a stretch, some grace, some amazing um, strength, both emotionally and physically. And that is where Romy Rivera comes in. Tell us, Romy, what are some of the ways that dance and bar work can strengthen your resolve to follow through with some of the other things? That's a great question. Um, In pertaining to this question, it makes me think of, because dance and bar, it's exercise in general, movement in general. Um, And there's so many benefits to exercise and getting moving. Um, So it makes me think of a couple different benefits. The first being that when you exercise, um, you're able to kind of um, gain mental clarity in a way. It's a way to um, kind of declutter yourself from the negative noise that when you're going through a hard time, like a divorce or a breakup, um, it's easy to get weighed down with the negative thoughts and maybe put things off. Maybe there's a list of things that you need to get done um, that you're not really doing. Um, So when you actually exercise, it is a way to declutter that negativity that's kind of holding you down, that's not really elevating you in a positive way, that's um, not serving you in a positive way. So that's the first that I that comes to mind. The second thing that comes to mind is directly after you exercise, there's a moment for about two hours after you exercise 
where you not only do you main, gain mental clarity, but you actually have a burst of creativity. It's been proven for up to two hours. So I'd say if you have a list of things that you've been putting off, it, I would put exercise on the prioritize that to the top of your list. Say tomorrow, I'm going to get up, I'm going to go work out. And that could be really anything. I say no exercise is off limits. Maybe it's going to be going on a hike. Maybe it's downloading a YouTube video. Maybe it's going to your local Pilates studio. Um, Or it could be going on an early morning run, like I know you enjoy doing, Laura. Um, And so once you do that exercise and you release all that clutter that's happening internally, you have two hours and say, I'm going to check off number one, two, and three off my list. Um, and so you're not only going to be motivated to do that, but you're also going to feel really good that you did something for yourself. Thank you. And I also just want to say, um, those of you who have known me for a long time know that I used to be a a Pilates, I wish, an an aerobics instructor, which is also kind of a joke because I'm incredibly ungraceful. Um, Romy is like a prima ballerina. She's amazing at what she does. But what is a really fantastic thing about her is she doesn't make me feel klutzy at all. She really is able to use her great posture and her grace to help me to work out without making me feel like a lunk. And so one thing that I wanted to ask you is that I know that posture and dance is very important. Tell us some other elements of dance that people can bring into their post-breakup experience moving on. Well, I love that you said posture, right? Because posture um, is an important element of dance. um, And I'd say it's also a way that we present our own self-confidence to the world, right? So I just would like to talk about posture just for a moment um, because I was just discussing this with a client the other day about how working on your posture is a great way to work on your self-worth kind of in reverse, right? So it's creating the habit of holding yourself up. It's creating the habit of being your own support system, So I love the fact that you mentioned posture, but um, to answer your question, another element of um, dance, I would say, would be physical endurance, or more more specifically, the habit of working on your physical endurance, right? The habit of working on your physical endurance. Because getting moving and adding that exercise routine into your weekly regimen or weekly schedule... um, is a great way to quickly begin to not only start looking better, but more importantly, to begin to start feeling better, right? Because we all want to look like a million bucks, right? And so physical fitness on a very basic level is a quick way to um, boost self-esteem. It's a great way to improve your self-image. And regardless of uh, your weight, regardless of your size or your gender or your age even. Um, Exercise is a way to elevate your own perception of your own attractiveness, which on a deeper level is your own self-image and um, self-worth. So it's uh, during these difficult times, it's it's really important that it's all about the self-love. And, um, you know, getting a tighter ass or a slimmer waist in the process, it's an added benefit. (laughs) And because I know a lot of us that are here are here not just for the dating app, but also for Bumble Biz and the entrepreneurial side of things, I'm going to ask each of you just a a snippet about how and when, and and a tip for all of us, you started your own business. Sarah, I knew you just about when you started your own business. Give us something about going onto that journey that might be helpful for us. 
Laura was one of my first big clients. She really took a chance on me um, about six six years ago. Uh, so yeah, I kind of took a dive. I used to work in advertising. I actually thought I wanted to be a lawyer. None of those things really worked out for me. Kept getting fired. It was terrible. Uh, but then I realized I was just better at being my own boss and I couldn't fire myself. So it worked out better. Um, yeah, so I've been doing my design business for about six years and um, it really is the way to go. If you have kind of a, a little bit of a free spirit, but a lot of discipline and self-determination, uh, it's I, now's the time. Go for it. And Heather, I've been through some ups and downs with you at Heather Tan. Tell us about running your own business and give some of these folks a tip on how you do it and how you keep um, from going bananas in there, in that little cubicle spraying people. Well, I would say, honestly, it's self-care. I noticed that my business really started to take off and turn around from here to here um, when I started to take care of myself. So all of these girls on this panel, including with fitness and mindfulness and, you know, even doing paperwork that you have to do to register for things when you own a business and to be on top of your life. Um, but to really put yourself first, which, um, I think that that was the main thing that really shifted my business from when I wasn't taking care of myself, my business wasn't taking care of itself either because who's in charge of it? Uh, me. Exactly. <laughs> Romy, I, I was there when you decided to take the plunge and purchase ballet yeah. bodies. Tell us. Well, I mean, it's a big plunge and it's a big, I mean, when you have a business, you have to think about it like it's your child, you know, and it's going to take a lot of time, but it's, I feel like the important part is to remember that, yeah, it's going to take all of your time for a period of time. And it's really important to think about setting up a system so that it flows and it works. So then you can kind of step back a little bit and then it just, and it is, well, it's sustainable. So that's the big thing that I think about. I'm a yes person. I'm kind of like a, you know, a hard worker. Um, but I think that it's really important to think about setting up a system and it's going to be a chunk of time where you're just kind of really delved into it. Slogging through. And it, mm -hmm. there are downs. We all know that. Just like there's downs in relationships, there's going to be downs in the business thing. You got to stick with it. You got to move through it. I'm going to ask Tara because she's right here sitting next to me and we have a second. But I also remember when she left working for the big family law firm that she was working for and she went out on her own and said, I'm not doing litigation anymore. I'm just going to do mediation. Tell us a little bit about that decision and being on your own. I am a, an incredibly risk adverse person. Um, I'm a lawyer that we are famously risk adverse um, as a breed. And I was a you know, newish mom. I had, a, I think my son, my second child was a baby. I was like, the nanny was calling me. You got to go to the doctor. You got to do this. I was just like, you know, an awful day at work. The clients were like, I need you to do this and this. And there was just like infirm infrastructure things going on in my firm. And I had a friend call me up um, one day and said, um, I'm, oh, you know, we're, we have a new office. We have some office space. Do you want to come? We have an office for you. And I said, yes, I had no plan to leave. I had been at my firm for 14 years. It was the first place I went out of law school. And I said, yes, I gave notice. I called my husband at the end of the day and said, I left my job. Um, we were in escrow for on the house and I'm starting up my own practice, um, which was so not my nature at all. Um, but you think you just need to like take a chance. And my friend said like, you know, it's like Field of Dreams, like, if you build it, they will come. And she was just like, if you leave, like, they will come. Um, you know people, you've, you know, you'll figure it out. Um, and I think that's the 
biggest thing to remember is like, you will figure it out. Like it's scary. There's a lot of work. Um, but like, take a chance. Like it will work out, you know, trust yourself. I'm going to open it up to questions from you guys, but because I have the mic right now, I'm going to ask another question. I think Elizabeth, you are the only person on the panel besides me who's a single mom right now. Yes. Yes. So I want to ask you, how do you have a business and be a single mom and go through that juggling act that you have um, and give us some tips for how that works, if you would? I don't know how it works. That's what I'm mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's very aligned with what you were talking about. So I have a sign at my house and in my office, and it says, I'm pretty sure I have no idea. And so people come to me because, you know, they think I have an idea. <laughs> But I've embraced this, what I call living in the question mark. And, and so much of it is just the current moment. We don't know. We don't know what's coming next. And those could be great challenges or they could, you know, kids get sick or, you know, things happen. And um, the more that I have embraced the unknown and living in that, I, I'm pretty sure I have no idea. Um I have been able to stay centered also by, you know, really aligning with what do I want to bring into this moment, whether it's peace or whatever it is. I use mantra with that. But then, you know, my children have become a part of that process. So we create a lot of solutions together. You know, um, because it is hard being a single parent, getting out the door in the morning, whatever that may be. But I feel like we're really a team. And so I don't know if that answers the question. Yeah, Mara, I have one for you. I know you don't like surprises, Mara, but don't worry. This will be an easy one. For those of us, whether divorcing or not, for those of us who are, you know, trying to manage our own, balance our own checkbooks, work on Quicken, what, if you know, is the best way, not in a forensic accounting scenario, but what, from what, from what you've learned, is the best way of kind of being able to stay on budget? Are there any tips you can give us? Are there any apps that you like to use at your firm or whatever that you might be able to tell us about that are helpful just to, like, so that at the end of the month when your credit card bills, you don't go, oh, shit, I don't have enough money to pay this. Sure. Thanks. Um, you know, I, this isn't what we use at our firm. I personally, I use mint. That's not a plug for them, but it's something mint.com. Um, I find it very helpful, you know, and the other thing I would say is that a lot of times people, finances are the first thing that people just sort of shove in the corner and they try to avoid. Um, and so they just like look at their finances once every four months and then try to figure out how to pay all over their bills. And so putting into place a process that's just really sort of automatic and easy, you know, it takes me five, you know, granted I'm a CPA, but it takes me about five or 10 minutes once or twice a week to figure out where I'm at and how to deal with, um, you know, paying bills and doing all of those things. So the more, the more it's sort of regular and easy that process is, as opposed to just kind of making it this like big, scary thing that you never tackle. Uh, I think the easier it is for people to stay on top of it, regardless of what situation in life you're in. Does anybody else have any questions for any of these fine young women that you'd like to ask? And do not be shy. I'll bring the mic over to you. For those of us who will not be recovering our own furniture, who what do you th- who do you think does the best job like off the shelf where if you don't have the budget to afford a you anymore but you still want to have some stylish pieces, you have a little budget, where would you send people? I'm a big fan of the website Cherish, spelled like chair 
ISH. Um, they're kind of an in-between first dibs and Etsy. It's a way to look for vintage or used items. They have showrooms that are selling uh, floor samples, people kind of making their own stuff, uh, people selling stuff from their house after a move. It's actually a great way to get rid of stuff if you are kind of splitting up assets or you're moving to a new place and your one-year-old sofa doesn't fit. So you can get tons of deals. You can bargain on there. So it's, it's a curated selection of really cool stuff, including everything from just pillows to baby cribs to cool quilts, stuff like that. Um, I would also highly recommend Etsy. Uh, there's a lot of weird stuff on there, but if you kind of fan through it, favorite a few things, you can really find some gems, um, everything from handmade tables and nightstands and cool stuff like that. So to a dead guy sewn up inside of your couch. Oh, sorry. That didn't But <laughs> By the way, you guys are going to be so happy when you're back here. It's so much cooler. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Does anybody else have a question? Oh, yes. Erica, hold on. Heather, I'm just curious as far as the spray tan goes. Do you, the... <laughs> I got you, girl. Some of, you know, some of us need a little tan, a little help. Um, in your, the products that you use, do people ever have like an allergic reaction? Is your product organic? Or I'm just curious about that. Great question. I It is an organic product, and it is my own product. And the difference is, is that it doesn't have any heavy bronzers in it. So oftentimes when people get a spray tan, they leave looking like they've just been dipped in chocolate, and it's humiliating. Or, or like Donald Trump. <laughs> Precisely. And so... Um, I think that where I, what I specialize in is um, giving people a very natural experience. Um, it goes on clear. There's a very delicate bronzer in it. You can go to an important meeting. You can go to happy hour afterwards. You can, you know, we suggest you wear comfortable, loose-fitted clothing. Um, and in the 11 years that I've been doing this, not a single person has ever responded that they've had a, an allergic reaction based on the, the tanning solution. Any other questions that anybody wanted to ask? It's really a plug for the, the Pilates and, and, and getting your body in touch with it. Uh, our, our Pilates teacher is like 76 years old and once a week. That was mine. How good does she I know. Just, <laughs> uh, clearly it works. <laughs> just doing that you know, as a financial planner and the stress of the markets and all that stuff, even just getting in touch with yourself really your momentum and clarity to do a lot during during the rest of the week. You know? Oh, 100%. I feel like it um, It just benefits, like how we, we were talking before about how it does give you mental clarity. It kind of get rids, get rids you of that mental clutter and gets you ready to just kind of head on into whatever you need to focus on. Um, so, yes. Uh, having information on broken engagements, not oh. just, um, I'm going through that right now. And I don't understand the law. And so now I need a lawyer and it's a whole crazy thing. But um, if you like, there are some things that kind of happen to everyone. And if just the law was kind of clear on your site, that would be very helpful. We try to make it clear. The law is not clear, which is a big problem. (laughs) Um, In California, just so you know, whoever calls off the wedding does not get the ring. I hope I said that the right way. So. That, that's Thank very clear. Very yes. <laughs> and actually, when I was in New York last month, there was a whole article about how it works in New York, which is a bit different. But here, if you're the one that goes, hey, fucker, we're not getting married, then you might have to give the ring back. But if he breaks the contract to get married, you get to keep the ring. In New York, the ring's a gift. You keep it no matter what. So there is a difference in the laws in those two states. Yeah. It is pretty clear because there's a statute that actually says that. One more question. 
All right, so I'm graduating college soon, and I don't know what I'm going to do with my life. So what would you say is the most important thing about starting a new business if I do decide to do that? Starting a new business, if you do want to do that, you got to find out what you're good at. So my past... She's very good, I've noticed from her Instagram, at like reclining in pools and sunny venues. Very good at that. Very good, yeah. I'm really good at that, too. Um, I would say the most important thing is that you're in it for the benefit of other people. So you're not in it for the benefit of yourself. So when you want to do something that's going to take up all of your time and become your child, um, then, you know, you got to love your child. You got to love your business. You got to love the people that it affects. And um, I think that the being focused on the bigger picture will help you get down to the small picture. And you may not know yet. It may take a while to experiment a little bit before you figure out what it is that you are passionate about. And that's okay. Cause at your age, you can change it up a lot. Like Sarah said, she did three other things before you have to really figure out who you are, which is why I also feel like a lot of people that get married when they're in their twenties, like I did, you're too young to get married. Now, again, I could be wrong. I don't know each and every one of the people that are getting married in their twenties, but I know that in the States that have a very high divorce rate besides California and New York. It's usually states that have a lot of young brides. You haven't become who you're going to be yet. Now, you may not change, but you may change. So take some time to experiment. This isn't the 50s. You don't need to figure out who you're going to be now so that you can retire when you're 50. Trust me, you'll still be working then. (laughs) So hopefully it's something you like doing. All right, are we... Johnny's telling me we're done. Okay. He planned today, so please let's give him a big hand. The thing that moves me the most is the recurring theme of rising from the ashes of a relationship that's completely toast to become strong enough to dream again. And they started serving tequila at exactly the right moment. We had an awesome turnout with standing room only, which made me happy and grateful because I think everyone was able to get our point. A breakup can spark something absolutely fabulous in your future. And at the very least, it's not only an ending, it's a beginning too. My thanks to Tara Scott, who spoke about mediation, Mara Green for her insights into financial wellness, Elizabeth Winkler for her profound perspective on mindfulness, Sarah Ziskin for her tasteful design tricks for decorating when you're newly single, to Heather Shaw, the owner of Airbrush by Heather, who spoke about beauty, and to Romy Rivera, the owner of Ballet Bodies for the workout tips. It was a fantastic day, and there's more to come here on the Divorce Sucks podcast. We'll be back in a month with East Coast Perspective on breakups, divorce, and moving on. In the meantime, you can find information and insights on our blog at itsovereasy.com. Tap the subscribe button on the podcast and tell all your friends, too. You can also ask me anything at It's Over Easy on Instagram or Facebook, and we'll discuss this season right here on the Divorce Sucks podcast, hosted by me, Laura Wasser. Thanks. And remember, it doesn't have to be that way.